following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Oh, what a beautiful day for football here at the Star in Frisco. Let's play two. Let's play two outdoors this week. How about it? How about him practicing outdoors That's today? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's, let's practice outdoors twice in a row here. If he comes up with a different color shirt, I would be impressed too. <laughs> <laughs> After... 12 years, that ain't yeah, changing. Yeah, I, I went out like blue, you know, blue shorts, and how about a white long sleeve shirt today instead of that blue shirt? <laughs> oh, you could go for that today? That might be a headline on our website if he changed his outfit and just went with something totally different since 2007. Yeah. Showed up, at the, showed up at the podium with a visor on. Yeah. Yeah, something go. different. Yeah. yeah. Change it up. No, I don't know how calculated all of our decisions are. Mm. <laughs> Must be rough getting up every morning, coach, and dressing yourself. <laughs> we'll get better at that. I hope so. <laughs> Kent Garrison along, as welcome, usual, yeah, welcome, obviously. Kent. Welcome, Kent. All right. He'll be taking your phone calls at 888-855-2297. Mickey Spagnola, fire. I think, will be here. I think I heard him barking in the other room uh, on his local radio show. There's a fist fight going on right now between him and Sean Sharif. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. I guarantee it right yeah. now. Sean's on the warpath, so, you know. I heard you on there. This I caught the tail end of you yeah. on your radio spot this morning on trying the Trying to explain anticipation with a quarterback, trying to kind of go through, Bill, we went through it a little bit yesterday about these this quarterback and, you know, the things that he's the, having to work through. On the uh, heels of Aikman's comments yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, but you talk about anticipation, and I, and I just, it goes back to me, you know, with, with quarterbacks and an understanding, the great ones in this league, the great ones that have played, the great ones that have talent, but they also have it between the ears. And I'm, again, this is not a slam at Dak. This is just saying that, you know, these quarterbacks that have the ability to manipulate defenses tend to have a lot of success. You know, you can, you can be the best play caller in the world, Sean McVay, but you could also, your quarterback can help you a little bit. You know, I mean, with look what... Look what the you know when he's got a little experience now with golf and the weapons they have around him, you know, good for him. They've kind of figured some things out there. There's a lot of teams like that. Look what Pat Mahomes has been able to do. A young guy, you know, he's got a good play caller in Andy Reid. You know, he's used to seeing a lot of different defenses. You know, in college, people trying to stop him from throwing the ball. So sometimes you have that little bit of that it between your ears to kind of help you along uh, this journey. Yep. That's interesting. It, I, I hearken back to 2004 being at Cowboys training camp and mm-hmm. watching the quarterbacks back then. Um, Quincy Carter would have been in that bunch with Drew Henson. Boy, and, he didn't have it. He uh, didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. I remember being out there for three weeks and then coming back to South Lake and watching a high school practice that had Chase Daniel, who was a senior in high school, Greg McElroy, who was a junior, Riley Dodge, a yeah. sophomore, and thinking, I'm watching better quarterbacks here at this high school than what I watched for three weeks in training camp. And it gets back to what you're talking about. They, they had a natural 
ability between the ears or whatever, anticipate yeah. throws, that sort yeah. of thing. You and, know, thanks, Bill. You're right. We, we, we were there. We had terrible quarterbacks, and you know, the quarter- Bill said they couldn't beat a good junior high. No, and yeah. it's true. We we really failed in evaluating the quarterback position. And not only do you have to, Quincy Carter's a talented guy. Obviously, Parcells took him. Rob and and Kent had an award winning. Uh, a documentary about that and you know you, you do have to get hopefully, hopefully you do have to get you know <laughs> it helps to have quarterbacks that you know you can do Brett Favre was terrible at reading defenses his first four or five years in the league he was he didn't know what nickel defense was he didn't know what cover two was he didn't know a lot of things but he learned he came along and he got experience and you know unfortunately this guy was thrown into the fire very early in his campaign one offensive rookie of the year yeah. A lot because of his ability. And yeah. as a rookie, completed 68% of his passes. Yeah. So that tells me, and they weren't all dink and dunk down the field. It tells no. me protection was better, for one. Absolutely. Run the football, too. It tells me the play yeah. action yeah. was better. Yeah. Yeah. And and we saw some play action cooking the other night against Houston. That's when they're at their best. Um, I, I'm with Brian on this. Like Anticipation is, is key, and I'm not – making excuses for Dak but I think the other side of it too is a new group of receivers around him and I I'm not saying he doesn't trust them but there's still there has to be chemistry and trust gained there and there are times where if they drop passes and they don't connect he's not necessarily looking for that guy down the field the next time we've seen guys open and maybe he doesn't trust it right I'm putting words in his mouth right here but you watch the tape and you're like "Eh, he could have gone here why didn't he go here you know along those lines with the new set of receivers and so forth hello Mickey how are you I'm good how are you good thank you um I I heard a little bit from Bill Polian last night on Sirius NFL radio and he wasn't talking specifically about the Cowboys but he was talking about in general in the NFL there's so much turnover on teams. Sure. That he basically was saying it takes three games you get into the into the season. And not only turnover as far as personnel, but turnover as far as coaches too. And that can go position coaches as well. Sure. And of course we got a new receivers coach this year here. And learning your personnel and what they are capable of doing. He says it basically takes three games in the NFL to sort that stuff out as far as your own team goes. And then once you get fourth, fifth, sixth game, whatever, then you have more direction in your offenses. For most teams, unless you're the Patriots, who've had the same quarterback for two decades And the now. Saints. Yeah, Saints. And the Packers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. all the yeah. teams that seem yeah. to have success with their quarterbacks have had guys longevity. that have longevity yeah. there. And that's why I've always been impressed with the guys like Drew Brees, these quarterbacks that have played in the salary cap era because their teams do change so much. No disrespect to Roger Staubach and Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. But I know Joe Montana could turn around and hand the ball to Roger Craig, or he could turn around and throw the ball uh, over here to, to Jerry Rice or to John Taylor. Or wait, wait a minute, uh, Harris Barton I know is going to block for him there at right tackle. Oh, Jesse Sapulo is going to pull. Oh, Jesse Sapulo only played like 12 years for the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? Go back and try to figure yeah. out the, yeah. the receivers Brady had in the Super Bowls he's played in besides Welker and Moss. Yeah, there's, something to, there's something to this. And those quarterbacks, they know uh, they're running their offenses. Okay, Romo did a great job right. of that. You know, was it Gil Brandt that was talking about it last? Roethlisberger. Uh, yeah. He was talking about Roethlisberger and how he's basically running that offense in Pittsburgh right yeah. now. And, yeah. you know, he's his own offensive coordinator. Yeah. 
Um, and we had Gil Brand on the Legends show last night. It was great, uh, Mickey, and you can catch that. Uh, it's archived on DallasCowboys.com, I'm sure. We hope. Or will be yes. very shortly, yes. whatever. But it was great having Gil on the show last night. He was pointing out uh, before we even started the show, before you got there, and, he, and I didn't write down all the quarterbacks, but he was talking about how high the interception uh, percentage was back oh, in the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Oh God! Like, you know, everybody yeah. thinks you know these yeah. guys were great quarterbacks, and you know they're throwing interceptions left and right uh, back in the day. Well, even uh, for Aikman, the interception to touchdown ratio for Aikman wasn't that great. I mean, there's only a separation of like twenty, I think. Well, wasn't that know? great for Staubach? And it was, right. you know, there was other guy, you know, Joe Namath's touchdown to interception wasn't that great. Tough position. He won player. one game, and he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Basically, that's a big game. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a big game. God. It was, but that's it. You're gonna minimize a guy's career like that? Go look one at his, game. Go look at his numbers. Ridiculous. You'll, if he just said Bob Greasy, I would have said I'm with you, Mickey. But I know about Joe Namath. Go look at his stats. All right, so uh, Mickey. Yes. I heard some barking going on in there on your local radio show. What? Uh, uh, I, I wasn't barking. Okay. I was just trying it just to explain. Than normal. It, 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 I was just it's trying to explain. You know the Alan Hearns thing that. Yeah. Who, who gets, you know, you, the, you call your play, right? Mm -hmm. The defense calls their play. Mm -hmm. And if it's the wrong play, then then there needs to be an adjustment at the line of scrimmage uh, to what the coverage is. But it's not like they show their coverage and then you call the play. And so now we can pick one play out of 60 and say, well, look what happened there. Okay, fine. Got me, Right. Larry Lacewell used to tell me calling plays, calling defenses uh, was like being on the crap table. Yeah. You know? That's true. Sometimes I'm rolling the dice and, boy, I can't Sometimes miss. you're crap. And then sometimes I can't <laughs> yeah. call a defense yeah. to, to match up yeah. with the offense. It's true. And if you go back and look at the play, they were in cover two. And, and, and Hearns even said it was the first time, the only time they were in cover two the whole game. Yeah. But it happened to be on that play, and he used that as an example – to try to say it's not always the wide receivers. And I know where he's coming from. They're getting a little touchy about all the criticism they're getting. And everybody was covered. All five guys in the route were covered. That's true. And, and, and the cover, too, had nothing to do with the tight end and the running back being covered, too, by the way. So, uh, and then I gave him the example of, you know, when there were 10 seconds left in the game and they tried to run Beasley down the middle? He's going to hit Beasley at their 40-yard line if he doesn't get pressure from the right and he had to pull the ball back down. Yeah. Beasley was open. Yeah. He's going to catch the ball with three seconds to go, call timeout, and you're going to try to kick a 57, 58-yard field goal. But he had to pull the ball down, yeah. and then Beasley reversed, and when he reversed, he wasn't open, and he forced it in there. Yeah. So every play is not this, you know, what everybody's trying to do is take all this stuff, put it in a box, and tie a bow on it. You, and Jason has said that over and over. You have to look inside each play why it didn't work. It's not just, okay, this is the reason, and I was trying to explain that to them, and then they were talking about uh, accuracy. Tony Romo never completed more than 67% of his passes until 2014 in a season. Never. 
Well, he had some bad practices early in his career. Yeah. Well, I, I remember. You know I remember, what? And, and that and, was in the scouting department. I'm like going, oh, my God, what do we do? He made a fool in fact, out Romo of me. would have been in those yeah. training camp practices oh that God. I was talking about. I mean, about. there, so there were times where he was throwing the ball, and, and I was in the same thing with Dak. I mean, you could say, I mean, Dak has not always been a great practice player, but, yeah, Romo threw some passes. Hell, Brett Favre threw some passes yeah. that I went, what the – what was that? His first two years in training camp, I'm watching him, and I'm going – why is this guy even in training camp? He yeah. can't throw the ball straight. He can't throw it accurately. Yeah. And he would he would take risks like no other. He was wild ass. He was wild, and and a lot of that was because he watched Brett Favre. But it was up, to but it was practice that he couldn't complete passes yeah. in. And, and and so he kind of learned on kind of change your mechanics and how to throw the ball. All I know, and and you pointed it out, in. It, in Dak's rookie year, he completed nearly 68% of his passes, and Romo never completed better than that percentage until 2014. Okay. Joe Namath. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he had to look it up. Because <laughs> he knew you would. His best season. Okay. All right. Keep in mind, and this is not to minimize Joe Namath's career. This is the era that he played in, 1966. too. 1966. Okay. I'm looking at the one year he was first team All Pro, 1968. Okay, okay, he was 25 years old. AFL. They, they went 11 and three. Maybe I should move up to 1970. Uh, but anyway, they with 69 seasons they won won, right. won the Super Bowl. Right, right. All right, but in '68 he was first team All Pro, 11 and three record, 49 percent completion percentage, for 3,147 yards, and. 15 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Thank you very much. That's an, and he was first team all pro. Okay. Yeah, and that was, was before he became Joe Willie Namath. Guaranteed Broadway the Super Bowl. Joe, Broadway yeah. Joe. 1968? Yeah. 1968. Some, I'm trying to think of some of the other quarterbacks. Like Sonny Jurgensen wasn't very good okay, or man, Roman Gabriel. And again, that or, was AFL. Okay. Oh, AFL. Yeah, that okay. was AFL. Daryl LaMonica didn't have a better day or Lynn Dawson wasn't there you go. going at it very well there. How about John Hadle? Was Jets it? had the second-ranked offense in the league, and Oakland was first, which would have been LaMonica. That would be Daryl LaMonica, yeah. yeah. And well, the passing old. offense, San Diego. Was Rudy? Hadle? I think it would be John Hadle, yeah. yeah. Rudy Bukic playing Oakland for the was, Bears. Oakland was second, LaMonica, I guess, and then the Jets were third. Oh, so I've recognized Joe Namath's name so far. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> my point. There you go. And then All the right. Houston Oilers were fourth. That might have been George Blanda. Oh, good one. You ever heard of George Blanda? No, yes. you would, that would not be George Blanda. Who was In, it? Instead, making seven starts that season was Pete Bethard. Pete Bethard. Don Troll made four starts, and Bob Davis made three starts. <laughs> Troll, Troll played at Baylor. I know that. Yeah. 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 Who was the Bears quarterback at 68? I, I have to get. Uh, 68 might have been Jack Cannon. Yeah, probably was. How about Rudy Bukic? He might have oh, been Lord. him, too. <laughs> I think they had moved on from uh, Billy Wade by then. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> these guys Starting were, quarterbacks these guys, in the National Football League. These guys are the League. pillars of the National Football League, Rob. Don't right. forget that. That's right. And who was the Cowboys quarterback in 1968? And Don Meredith. Andy Don Meredith. Meredith's last season. What were his stats that year? Well, I'll have to. I'm they not, lost to Green Bay, right, in the championship game, right? No, that they be, lost in 66 and 67. Okay. 68, they got beat and they didn't make it back. Like, oh, there okay. A, there was and, an awful playoff game against Cleveland one of those years. Yeah, it was 55 yeah. or something like that. And he got blamed for it. That's why he didn't come back in 69. Yeah. And then Morton took over. Hmm. Well, Staubach 
was there. Yeah, and but he was, and he got not hurt. Sixty nine, right? Sixty nine. He yeah. ended up being the backup. Yeah, but he was uh, he was I believe I can't remember what I had. He got hurt the first game. I remember, <laughs> I remember Jack and Cannon. <laughs> Jack and Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, right. I I remember Jack and Cannon. How about Bobby Douglas? Yeah. Oh, Bobby Douglas oh, number yeah. ten. Now you're moving strap. almost into now into the seventies now. Huh? Right. Now listen to this. Talk wait, about wait, wait, a quarterback wait. that can run that's but right. couldn't throw. Yeah. That was that was Bobby, Bobby Douglas. Douglas. Bobby Douglas was a modern day. Uh, he was a modern day Cam Newton. Was he? Le- right. Oh yeah. I think yeah. he was left handed too. I think he may have been. No, no. Bobby Douglas was right handed. What is he right handed? Yeah, he, he just right. he just ran all. No, wait the a time. minute, Mickey. You might be right. Think, okay, forget it. I'm sorry. I, I might be wrong about that. You might be we'll right. We'll see how Bobby fast Bill can. Okay, work Don his Meredith. Talents. I'm I'm Don Don Meredith right now. Okay, Bob Don Avellini. Meredith, 1968, his last season in the league. The at the age 30, by the way, 11 and two record. He. Had a 55% completion percentage for 2,500 yards. Of course, now keep in mind, it was just 13 games, 2,500 yards. 21 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. All right, let me ask you. He was before his time. Let me ask you this. Are we playing in the era, too, where they tackled the receiver out there? Yeah, that's right. I mean, are we we playing Kansas City Chiefs and 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 Emmitt Thomas and those guys out there tackling guys? Yards per attempt, 8.1 for Meredith. That's pretty impressive. And see, I was thinking about that this morning. The Cowboys have always been known for having this dynamic offense. I say always when they've been good. Yeah, they've all you know going back to when Bob Hayes first got here in 1965 or whenever it was. Slinging around. That's right. You know, it it always was when they're good. They've got great offenses and great quarterbacks too. The bar is set extremely high. For whoever's running the huddle. So Don Meredith, you don't want to go to the state fair with because he wouldn't win you a cupid doll throwing the football. That's rigged anyway. Fifty-five percent. Oh, 55%. it's rigged. <laughs> a better chance with him than than, than, than Joe Nelly. <laughs> That's right. That's what I left those guys with. I said I'd take Dak Prescott to the fair with me. He'd win me a cupid doll. Yeah. There you go. We could we could set that up maybe and do you know, see like, yeah, like a, a social job. video post. Right. That sounds great. Dana, are you listening? That'd yeah. be awesome. That'd Let's be do awesome. it. Right. It's bags out there. All right, 888-855-2297, the number to call here on Talking Cowboys, and we continue in a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are a American made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop 
or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Nestle, the boys, and Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed and feel amazing, and if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or they're free, guarantee. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. All right. Thank you very much, Rob Phillips. Slight slip-up at the end there, but we're good. Ah, you're good at reading that stuff. Thanks, yeah. man. Use that word microbial. My, microbial is that there? Right? It is. You got it. Yeah. Second try. Took bro. Me about seventeen times. I didn't, I didn't give him that one. No, I wouldn't. That was a big fault. Read it next 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 Second, time. Flawless. Second flawless. Yeah. 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 Robert Gilchrist Douglas, a left-handed quarterback. Yep. Thank you, Mickey was right. Robbie Douglas. How did we get down this to rabbit a, hole? And, <laughs> and, and once again, married to a Playboy model, 1972, Miss July. Oh, a- accuracy. Would you like uh, fun some facts. accuracy? Accuracy. Something, something stats with better quarterbacks. Bobby Jeez. Douglas. <laughs> Try 43 percent completion percentage. It was terrible. He was, a, he was Cam Newton. He, he was running 40, around. He was 43%? 16 and 36 record. Okay, Cam's better than that. And uh, 36 touchdowns and 64 interceptions. They were probably still playing uh, wishbone at Kansas at that time with Don Fambro as the head coach. You know what? Coach. <laughs> off to, off Everybody's to. just totally turning us off right now. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Derek is I'm, going, why I mean, that I put was these the, guys that together? Was the, that was the heyday of wishbone quarterbacks. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he was not because he came into the league in 69 and Texas didn't Texas, start the wishbone yeah. until 68 and OU perfected it. Oh, I thought it. he was like <laughs> 72. OU perfected it. It was. It was yeah. invented It was invented uh, by Emory Ballard. That's right. At the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Who was still trying to run it when he was at Mississippi State in the 80s. <laughs> beat us twice. <laughs> he beat us twice go. with it. Yeah, there you go. LSU. All right, accuracy from a quarterback. I thought Jason Garrett had his best press conference of the year yesterday just because he told the story of him and, and Troy Aikman, eight, the most accurate, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. Him and eight ball at the that? Jay Novacek football camp in the 90s. Do we happen to have that cut, by the way, any chance? I haven't. I we didn't checked. ask for it, did we? No, no, we didn't. But I can kind of retell the story. I used they, it on it, my next star thing. I, th- I thought it was time for a little levity. Hmm. Yep. Everything's so tight. What advice would you give Jimmy over there? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Play uh, wide receiver? Play wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. That you was kind of like Jason's way of giving a little dig at Troy, too, you know, about, yeah. uh, you know. Calling out his quarterbacks? Yeah. Talking about yeah. radio. I don't, And I don't think Troy was, but, I mean, he's, he's, and, he's paid to analyze, and that's what he's that's seen right. on the field. That's, that's right. That's fine. Yep. I think Dak t- has talked about that. He needs to improve in a lot of different areas. But – yeah, it was good. Retell it. That was a good story. 
Go ahead. You did it yesterday. You, you've got a better grasp of it, probably, since you memorized it. For he said your... they had a they had a kids camp, and and they it was were... Jay Novacek football camp Jay in the nineties. San Angelo, right? right? And and or Denton, Angelo or someone like yeah, okay. wherever. Troy was there, and he was there, and uh, little Jimmy just yeah. couldn't throw the ball straight, and he asked Troy, you know, what can we do? And, yeah, I, what kind of advice would you give him? I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. <laughs> I just knowing Troy, and it's like, what can we do? To to help Jimmy throw the ball more accurately. And, you know, Troy basically said, hey, you, you either have it or you don't. Uh, and he goes, so my advice to him would be go play wide receiver. <laughs> Pretty good. But you know what? <laughs> little I, Jimmy. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pitch in, yeah. in, in Little League. I, I just couldn't throw strikes. Like and and doesn't matter how much I worked at it, I didn't have the act. I could throw it from shortstop, second mm-hmm. base to first base, mm-hmm. usually. I my next door neighbor across the street, uh, he was a left-handed first baseman, and he saved me repeatedly. Yeah. But I could not throw strikes. And the first time I got to go pitch, and I think we were ten years old, my Did best, you hurt somebody. My best friend was at bat, and I hit him with <laughs> the first pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I said, okay, I'm not pitching anymore. Was he yeah. still your best friend? Yes, after that? he was. Yes. <laughs> so that's when you moved to football. Uh, You're a middle no, linebacker, we right? Didn't, we didn't play any football growing up other than just messing around. We had yeah. no organized football, no organized hockey. Uh, no, but it, it too, you know, with the accuracy and you talk about it, it is, it's about trying to work on it, though. Mm-hmm. It is on trying to, you know, the, it, all the things that we've talked about. I mean, for the last five, six, seven weeks is, you know, been about protection. It's been about routes. It's been about, you know, uh, the way you know the mechanics, you know he this quarterback's different with his mechanics. He really is. He's 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 more comfortable throwing the ball, moving his feet and his body, and contorting himself than he is standing there and making a throw. And sometimes, you know, we we don't know what he sees in the pocket. We don't know if the he the flash of color brings his eyes over and it causes him these arm angle or his feet to move. You know, there's. There's so many things we could sit there and analyze about him, but you know, there's, there's, you know, Troy's right, and you know, there's, there's, it's a God-given talent to be able to say, okay, I'm going to put the ball right here. I'm going to put the ball right here. I'm gonna, and there's, and there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that don't have that, but they still find ways. You can ways. improve it. You can improve it, but I, I think the biggest problem, and I think the thing that would help Dak the most is if the, the knowledge that he can gain and the experience that he can gain on reading defenses and understanding what people, you know. Tony Romo, at the end of his career, he didn't throw really pretty, tight spiral passes. He's not going to, you know, there's a little shake to it, but he knew where to put it. He knew where to put the ball to Des Bryant. He knew how to move uh, Jason Witten over when the safety or the linebacker was sitting inside. You know, those are things that you kind of learn as you have experience and then you hope that, you know, the accuracy part of it develops. There's more confidence there when you know you think that window's there. Yeah. And so then, then the accuracy is a byproduct of it. I, I, would take, I would take Dak. If you said, okay, I have got to make a first down throw rolling to my left, and, and, and I have to make a throw to get a first down, I'll take him over a lot of quarterbacks in this league. Running to his left – Getting his shoulders square and then throwing the football with some with some pace. Deepest, I'll take it. 
deepest pass they had was the one to Tavon deep, rolling to his left, yeah. chucking it up. Now, I don't know. Was that for Zeke? I mean, Tavon yeah, said it was got, for him, but yeah, it was kind of – they were both got, in the They're area. both in the same spot. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he does trying to throw make a well play. on the move at times. See, that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. If there's, there's certain traits and strengths that quarterbacks have, and he's got some that are unique that, that other guys don't have. I, you know, I, I don't there's, – there's guys that – you know, you watch Joe Flacco trying to run to his left, throw a football. That ball's going in the stands. Mm. It's or, not going to, yeah. You know. Or in somebody's hands. Yeah. That you know, not, now not. we saw a quarterback that's got rare ability last week with Deshaun Watson. That's mm-hmm. what a, that's what a quarterback, a guy that's got an, that's got arm talent. He's got mobility. He's got the ability to be, you know, accurate when he needs to throw the ball. I wonder if they're I'm, mad at their play caller. It, oh, they it's are. It's the head coach, if it is. It's Bill I mean, O'Brien. All those, all, all those dry, possessions on the, on the, inside. Well, the they, yeah. See, that's where I'm saying if you're doing uh, talking to Oilers or the Oilers, talking Texans. <laughs> if I reverted back to Bobby <laughs> to Douglas. Well, yeah. yeah. If you do talking, Dan Pastorini talk, yeah, was quarterback. Exactly, yeah. he, and he was a mobile guy that wasn't accurate at all. <laughs> Enough. But anyway, th- th- that's what I'm saying. They're, they won. It's like, well, coach. Well, we, obviously, we've got to work on goal to goal situation. They were 60 percent. League average was 80 percent. Going into that game, they were at sixty. Their that, opportunities and yardage, they should have had thirty-five points. It should have been your score, Bill. You put yeah. you picked thirty it to, to 17. seventeen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's really what the score should have been. But they, it, you know, these quarterbacks are all different. You have to find guys that you want to. You want to say, okay, get a guy that could fit what I'm trying to do. But you also have to work with him, and you also have a guy. Dak Prescott is not going to sit there and put his head in the sand and say. I you know I, I can't do this. He's going to try. He's going to try and do whatever you ask him to do. But you got to help him That's along the way. That's one of his best traits. That's right one of there. his absolute best traits. Is this guy does not quit. Mm-hmm. He believes he he has a chance in every single play. So that can either help you or it could hurt you with you know the the accuracy part of it. All right, George in Miami. You're on Talking Cowboys. Hello, George. Good morning, guys. Morning. I'm Jerry Jones. I will give a new contract to Dak Prescott. At the end of the day, we had our good years and our bad years with quarterbacks. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking so much. I mean, dying the car, you guys couldn't get through it, so please forgive me. No, no problem. Uh, he's a good quarterback. He's great. My thing is, I think Barry Jones should apologize to Dak Prescott for giving him his receivers. <laughs> These receivers are terrible. Okay. Okay. I mean, I hear you guys talking about Alan Hurd. Alan Hurd should be talking at all. You have uh, Bryce Butler in the background while Alan Hurst talking, and he's smirking. Are you serious? My other question, please forgive me, if the Dallas Cowboys have a bad year, do you think Jason Gare will be gone? Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Well, you drop okay, thanks, George. Just kind of slipped out one there at the end. <laughs> you guys are the best. Okay. Now fire the coach for me. <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah. Uh, no one ever qualified what's a bad year because – for the Cowboys, and it doesn't matter what talent they have, a bad year is nothing better than eight and eight. It, that's yeah. a bad year. Yeah. Anything less, I mean, is nine okay, and seven. Okay, I guess what's, I mean, the, they what's the bad year? Them. What's the bad year that gets a coach fired around here? One well, and seven yeah. did in uh, 2010. And, and you look what happened with Tom Landry. You know, they made that switch, but that was that was a lot of years of success. And then you turn three around. Three and thirteen three was and his 13. last year. Yeah, you obviously felt like that you needed to make a change there. Now, those are the coaches. Dave Campo, we were god awful for five and for, eleven, three straight years. Deserved to be fired. We all did, you know. So I mean, yeah, I think there there comes a point in time where you have to say, okay, this is not working. I, I think that I think that that Jerry Jones and Mickey, correct me, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. 
I, he probably felt like he didn't give Chan Gailey enough time. And, you know, and then he that got... That before and, me, and, is it? And, yeah, But But maybe. he feel like he didn't give... So he's been very patient with Jason Garrett. He's been very patient. He's, he told us when Jason Garrett was hired that he was there were going to be some things that they were going to have to learn. But, you know, we're eight years now into the job, and you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think that you have to look at... He's, I don't think he's going to get fired during the season. Uh, but I, I think that you at, at, at the end of the year, everybody has to evaluate where you're at. If it's good enough, you know, this division's a train wreck right now. You know, and I think a lot of people are fearful that they're going to hang on and win nine games and then, oh, they're not going to make any changes. I, I just think that every year you have to evaluate your team, not only the, the, the players, the coaches, but the front office guys as well. And where this Chan team – Daly, by the way, mm-hmm. the quarterback wasn't a fan. And that's why that change was made. Sure, because they reason, went ten and six and eight and eight, and then they lost two consecutive playoff games to Arizona. Who of they all had people, I thought we lost to Minnesota in '99. No, the, I, yeah, I, I, I went to the was, game. I thought it was. This is my first year with the team. I thought it was Arizona. My first year with the team was '99, and we, we we were eight and eight, and we went and I, I'm I'm almost positive I got beat in the Metrodome because I've never won a game there. I'm zero and twelve. Oh, and 12. You're keeping count. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm so glad when that stadium went down, when they just destroyed it. (laughs) All right. 98 was Arizona. Okay. Okay. 20 to 7. And then 99 was Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. That's my first year. That's the only reason I remember it. They had beaten Arizona twice in the regular season and then got beat in the playoff game and didn't really score any points. That was the 10 and 6 season in 98. And I then, just, yeah. and then, because they won all their division games, I think that year. Yeah. Uh, Ninety nine, they ran out of wide receivers. And yes. the reason why Wade got fired in the middle of the season in twenty ten was one and seven. One and seven, but, but also the message, the players had tuned him out. It was obvious. Um, those last two games they lost they were awful. David Garrard looked like Joe Montana. Put up forty-five points, and then what? Speaking Rogers of and the Jacksonville, Packers. speaking of Joe Montana, that was the last time Jacksonville was here. Is that right? Of yeah. Fact. Yep. Because mm. we Let's not have a 30, repeat of 35, that. Thirty-five-seventeen on Halloween, two thousand ten. I think Gerard had like a perfect quarterback rating in that game. Just about. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And one thing about Jason Garrett's teams, you don't see him lay down. And I I expect this team to continue to fight, and we'll now we'll find out if the results are there. And how bad did Green Bay beat them? The uh, Forty five to seven. Yeah, that was that was bad. From and that the, was from supposed kickoff. to be defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll see. And we'll see. and so here we are at two and three. Can, and can I can I go back real sure. quick? He mentioned the contract extension. For Dak, yeah. For Dak. Mm-hmm. Oh, is yeah. that something we're kind of sweeping under the rug? Is well, that, or do you think people are lining up They're lining up against more than they are for? Do you kind of feel that's the well, – are they, I, are they I, worried I, about paying $25 I, well, million dollars a year no, for that guy? Number one, he doesn't have to have an extension. Yeah, no, see, that, but I'm just trying to answer his question. Yeah, right, right. And that's that, great. Yeah. But I am too. It's premature, it's premature right now on the coach. Okay, they're yeah. two and three. It's also, I think – even though there's a lot of speculation, and there was in the off season, like you're making uh, Lawrence pay, play for this contract, right? Yeah, continue to make this guy play, right? Right, right. right. Okay. And uh, he's got a year left. Yeah, right. So you got him under control, and then you got him under control after that too, if you want, you know, and franchise tags and right. stuff like that. Yes, so you can. You can carry out this evaluation for at least another year if you want to. I mean, the only yeah. reason that you would um, lock him up 
long-term now would be if he's playing to that level, you know, to where you want to go ahead and and do it. Both sides want to do it now because you are convinced that he's your franchise quarterback for the next decade or whatever. That happened with Tony in 07. Halfway through his second year as a starter, they said, Jerry said, I've seen enough. And gave mm-hmm. him seventy million bucks. He'd already been with the team what four years before that, right? No, that's true. But he'd become yeah. a starter six just, years, basically, just, right? Yeah, yeah. Just that last year. Yeah, yeah. There's there's time to evaluate. Right? And I mean, uh, and I haven't seen the Romo, the life of Romo, whatever it is on NFL football Network. Life, yeah. I have, but okay. So what was it on that contract when he was about to become a free agent in 06, where he did a prove it deal, right? Romo did basically whatever year it was he went into Parcells or, I think it was or to Jerry and five because he was getting ready basically they told him we're not going to allow you to sit here and 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 learn that's right and then you're going to leave in free agency so that they told the story about how they called him in they were on a, I think it was a road game preseason and they called him into this little room yeah. and and Jerry described it as or maybe Tony did they that were knee to they knee were knee to the... knee the three of them right and they basically said here here's your contract we want you to sign this if you don't sign it we're not playing you're not playing because we're not going to give you away to somebody if you play well and so Tony was like well this is what I need, or this is what I want. And Jerry's point was, or Bill's point was, it took a lot of nerve to stand up to those two in that cluster. They were clustered in that that uh, claustrophobic room. Yes, room. <laughs> there it is. And he goes, he goes, and if this guy's got the nerve to do that, then he probably can get in a huddle and, and run an offense. And then they said, okay, fine, we'll we'll sign you to what you said. And then the rest was history. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Bill. Well, um, 888-855-2297. I'm looking at the clock going, we take a break, and we move into something Jacksonville-related coming yeah. up in just a moment because the Cowboys have their hands full on Sunday at AT&T Stadium. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hey! Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirectTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code Real Deal. Limited time. Price for a little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. The Otterbox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper Cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. 
You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. What's today? Thursday? It would be Thursday. By Monday, I'm going to have that shower caddy because I fumbled around with all my Jack Black in the health club this morning trying after I or well, trying to take a shower. So you need all those products that Jack Black gives you. Shower gel, uh-huh. facial scrub, the uh, beard loop. Beard loop. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then the after shower stuff you can put on your face. <laughs> it's stuff, right? And, and, and That's you the official sh- name, the after shower stuff. Shannon, get that liner down here today, please. <laughs> Moisturizer. Need it for tomorrow. Moisturizer. Moisturizer. All right. And then if you want to go one step further, they also have an aftershave gel you can put on, too. Mm. And you put all that stuff on. you got so much to carry. So what you need to do is go to getjackblack.com. And you can get four of those for $10 free shipping if you use the code COWBOYS. Four of those for $10? That's right. That's amazing. Have you been listening this whole time? I didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just emphasizing. (laughs) Oh, I see. I thought he was questioning. That's a a broadcasting I thought you you just don't listen to Mickey at all when he talks. That's right, Bill. Four for $10 (laughs) in free shipping. Wow. (laughs) Hey, did you know Rally Day is going to be at AT AT&T Stadium on Saturday? Yeah. Well, now you know if you didn't already. Tour the stadium, see Dallas Cowboys alumni and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders even play on the field. Visit attstadium.com slash rally days for details and to get your tickets. And real quickly, Kaboot, Texas coming to AT&T Stadium May 10th through the 12th. I got to say – there's a huge spotlight on him, right? I mean, it's like an interrogation room on your face, but it's your face looks it's got a glow to it. You right? look good, man. Yeah. Starting love, to work. Love that Jack Black. All because of Jack Black. Jack Black. It's the best, man. I'm serious. Huh? <laughs> Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Two liners. Keep it rolling. Three in one wash, <laughs> yeah, man. I use not? it every day. Face, hair, and body. There you go. Gotta have it. Take Got it on the road with me. I go. bet if I used right. it on my foot in training camp, I wouldn't. Yeah, have that's so, right. What so if the Jacksonville defense <laughs> uses it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's move on. Brian's <laughs> no I subtle said. shot. Shut up, Rob. All right, and I've heard this week. A lot of doom and gloom around here that the Cowboys are facing this Jacksonville team that went to the AFC championship game. And how in the world can they ever do anything against this Jacksonville team? Well, I look outside on that practice field today, and I don't see a cloud in the sky. As Hmm. a matter of fact. I think there is hope for this Cowboys team against Jacksonville on Sunday. Because of who they have playing quarterback. 
That that's, gives you, that's right. That gives Blake you hope. Bortles. Started and, right and there. I, looked, I looked at that Kansas City game yeah. last week and yeah. saw five sacks and four interceptions thrown yeah. by that quarterback. And yeah. They he, had three trips inside the 10 and couldn't score. Couldn't he, come he, away he with He threw points. a beautiful interception off his right guard. I mean, bang yeah, right, right off, off right, yeah, bang it off his helmet. It's a popular gif around <laughs> no, Twitter that, that's, now. No, that, that's, that's, you know, no Leonard Fournette. They're a team that's also kind of searching for wide receivers. You know, They that, lost their top wide receiver early, abs- Marquise ab- Lee. Absolutely lost Lee. Tackle. They're trying to get uh, D.D. Westbrook going here. He's a, he's a, There's some quality there. And then, you know, Keelan Cole's not bad. He'll make a circus catch on you every once in a while. They really haven't gotten D.J. Shark going as well as they probably thought. Everybody thought he would get going. You know, they we've all very familiar with Jeremy Parnell. He's been their starter at right tackle. It was awful last week, yeah. by the way. He's he's a, he's a slow-footed guy. That's a matchup you have right there with uh, you know when you're you're one of the best defensive players in the league with Demarcus Lawrence against Jeremy Parnell. Uh, you know they lost Severian Severian Jenkins. Their, uh, uh, their tight end. Tight end. I mean he's gone to IR. I mean they, they've they've got some things offensively that they're struggling with, and that you know one of the strengths of your team is your defense. Yep, they yeah. are down to their third starting left tackle. Yeah, uh, Cam Robinson was the starter. He's on IR. Right. They just uh, put uh, Josh Wells on IR. Uh, he's out, and Josh Walker, who has been in the league since 2014, bouncing around numerous practice squads. Yep. He's going to make his first NFL start mm. at left tackle. And then Linder and Norwell are nicked up too. Both yep. didn't practice yesterday. Yep. And uh, my understanding, Norwell's been walking around with a boot on his foot. And he was their big free agent signing from yeah. Carolina. And so a running back, got... you're looking at uh, Yeldon, TJ yep. Yeldon. Right. You signed Jamal Charles, who now is going on 32 years old. Could still help him. Uh, but obviously they're in a bad way at running back right now, at least for this week. And David Williams out of Arkansas. Yeah. They signed off their practice squad, and Jamal Charles says he's going to make big plays on Sunday. Look, yeah. Jamal Charles is or David? J- Jamal Charles says. Uh, oh, I thought you yeah. meant Jamal Charles After, says David Williams is going to make big plays. They signed Scarborough, too, to their practice squad. Yeah, Did how they? about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they, they uh, signed a guy off the practice squad, so they had a spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all he's done since the end of last season, he had a workout with Washington and a workout with the Saints and didn't go to training camp with anybody. Bill, you do bring up a good point. Like, we live in this bubble here where everything this week is doom and gloom with Dallas. And if you look outside on the talk about the Jags, it's, oh, they gave Bortles a contract too early. And he can't play. And I don't. he can play. I've seen him do it. We saw him in the championship game. He put Jacksonville in position to beat the Pats and go to the Super Bowl. Uh He's really inconsistent. Inconsistent. He had a terrible game yeah. last week, and he's throwing too much. He's yeah. aside from sixty-one attempts or whatever it was last week. Yeah, he's he's got he's passing forty-two times per game through five games. Yeah. that's for not, a team that wants to run the football. Yeah, the, yeah. it's no really Leonard odd to Fournette. see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's he was there. They ran the ball against New York pretty well. Yeah, uh, it's not like he's been out the entire season. He's this it's just is going to be his fourth game he misses. Yeah, he's missed three. This will be his fourth. It'll be his, his fourth. fourth, yeah. Yeah. It, See, the, 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 trick, not the, the trick you're going to have to figure out is can your quarterback outduel their quarterback? Yeah. You know, who, who won't make a mistake? Who will maybe make a play or two, uh, you know, with his arm? Who will make maybe a play or two with his feet? You know, that's where that I think that's where it's going to come down. You're going to have to find a way to, and I think the game plan here would be to try and move this, 
defense. They're very aggressive when you watch them play. They're you know they're they're linebackers. They really get after you, run into the football. And so, can you take advantage of them and their over aggressiveness? Can you make the linebackers move? Uh, can you get the defensive line to go one way and then you take the ball back the other? I mean, these are things that they're going to have to do. I'd feel so much better. I think we all would if you had a guy like Travis Frederick in the middle that if you did play some counter game where all of a sudden it's you get them going one way and then you have your center to kind of cut things off and give you that lane, you know, that's what that's kind of what they're missing right now. They're missing that ability to kind of take the ball one side and then bring it back. I just it's a really, really aggressive defense. They're gonna do everything in their power to keep you from running the football because they know they can cover. That's that's their that's their calling card right there. They get Jalen Ramsey, they'll move him around. Uh Abouye, he's a you know you know he's really, really. I, I think is a really good player. He's a Pro Bowl guy too. Yeah, and so you know yeah. they're, they're gonna they're gonna feel like that they can cover these guys. They feel like that they can match up with the Cowboys and have absolutely no problem. But it's this is going to come down to which quarterback can make those one or two extra plays and not make a mistake. It looks like they they've changed up things this week. It looks like they're going to practice outdoors. Yes, yeah. you weren't here at the beginning that. of the show. Yeah. We were talking oh, about that at it? the beginning. Okay. Yep. Yep. Jason's wearing and a I white like dry fit shirt, and no, and no, and no pads yesterday either. They yeah. were in shells, yeah. which normally on Wednesday. So I don't know if he was trying to save a, a pad day, you or have just kind of right, yeah, yeah, or just had a physical game though. Man, as a Sunday night game, kind of yeah. physical. You know, you don't want to really come back and, and they practice hard. When they get pads. I mean, you get something out of watching a padded practice with these guys. But uh, yeah, they, they, this game is not impossible. You know, we shouldn't act like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to be worried about, you know, Joe D. Camillo's coming back. I think you're going to have to worry about a trick play from them. Joe D. is famous for these national televised games. Just to, and just to kind of say, yeah, I'm yeah, back, yeah, by he, the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 he's one of those guys where he can get, you know, he's got a headset on now. He walks around, you know. I love Joe D. But he, get ready for some type of trick play from Jacksonville. He does it every nationally televised type of game. Is that right? Yeah, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's we used mean. to when uh, I used to when we would work in the league doing stuff, breaking down stuff when he before it was here. We always he's got a, his trick play reel is impressive that he's got. So just keep an eye on that. It's something that uh, that uh, that uh, the Jaguars might throw at it, throw at you this. And week. I think I saw a bullseye target out there on the practice field too, so they can work on their accuracy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Golf cart That's with good. a target on it. That's good. Moving. Yeah, moving. Let's get up going. Well, Garrett it's and like being Prescott work on their accuracy after practice every day. That's right. So I like to know who wins those accuracy games. <laughs> yeah. Continue throwing to try to hit the crossbar yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Miles Jack versus Jalen Smith, even though they don't match up against each other. That's an interesting, very intriguing element to this uh, game because of the draft when they both came out and they were both early second-round draft picks coming off knee injuries. Absolutely, and and, and to be honest with you, uh, Jalen Smith's playing better than Miles Jack, and that's not to say that Miles Jack has been terrible, but the games that I saw, you know, I I get – you know, I, 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 he's one of my favorite players that I've ever scouted, Miles Jack, coming out of UCLA. Him and Zeke, I had them as two of my top players in that draft. And so, you know, and I was very critical of Jalen Smith. But if you said, okay, which one is playing better right now? I'll tell you, Jalen Smith, I think, is playing better. I think he's doing more for his defense. Even though that defense, if you put, if you put Jalen Smith in this defense, I think he would be even better, you know, the way he's playing. So, uh, you know, it, it, this is a is two really really good uh, you know middle linebackers, both very active, 
both finishers. But if you had to say, I think that uh, Jalen's playing just a little bit better. You know, it reminds me of when the Cowboys made that pick of Jalen Smith. And, of course, there was uh, much uh, criticism uh, that how can you take a guy coming off that knee injury? And I remember, uh, Mickey, you and I interviewed Jason Garrett right after that. And Jason was confident that uh, because of what the doctors said, and and the Cowboys' brain trust was was confident. Doctor did the surgery. That, yeah, that helps. the doctor that <laughs> doctor Dan knew, Cooper, by the way, that knew the knew the player and knew the injury better than anybody could. That uh, they felt like that even though Jalen Smith would be would take a longer time getting up to NFL speed if he ever got to NFL speed, if he got all the way back, that the knee was in better shape long-term for an NFL career than what Miles Jacks was. Yes. And that was one of the reasons that yeah. they uh, went that route. Because yeah. they could have taken Miles Jack in the yeah. second round. And, Absolutely Doc, could and, and Dr. Cooper told them uh, that don't judge him until his third year. Yeah. The, the, obviously, the first year was going to be a red shirt. Right. The second year, you're getting back playing football. But he said the third year will determine where his career goes. Because by then – you would hope the nerve is almost regenerated totally, like a hundred percent. Braces off. The braces off. You know, he's got the feeling back. Yep. And again, playing football, right? Yeah. Because he hadn't played football all that time, uh, and it was a severe injury. And no one could predict uh, how, how quickly nerves regenerate. But his feeling was that by the third year he'll be close. And here we are, the third year. Other thing about their linebacking core, you said Miles Jack was one of the best, uh, was one of your favorite guys. Yeah, he was. Like, Telvin Smith was one of my favorites. Telvin Smith makes it love yeah. him. When I, when I talked to him and saw him at the Senior Bowl that year, I, I was like, oh, I want yeah. this guy, but yeah. where do you play him? He's 215. That's right. Yeah. He was, yep. And he was a kind of a safety at Florida, yeah, Florida, he played Florida down, yeah, exactly. They got him playing weak side linebacker at two fifteen. Yeah, That's but right. the, the way this league's going, though, you no, have those hybrid no, guys right. that just can run and cover, play that safety mm-hmm. linebacker. One of the best fifth round picks you'll ever have. Well, and, the, and, <laughs> yeah. and one of the reasons he fell to the fifth round, there were off the field sure. issues yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. it's like D.D. Westbrook too. If you look about, mm-hmm. you know, the wide receiver at Jacksonville, yep. I was a really good football player. You know, when you watch him on tape at Oklahoma. He falls to the fourth round because of the domestic violence stuff. So mm-hmm. this shows you, though, these players can be really, really good. People have a, an area where they would like to take him, whether it's because he's not big enough or you have off-the-field problems. But you get those guys in your team, and all of a sudden things are going good. And you, you steal players that way. You know, and with, I think with Telvin Smith, it was where he came from. There was a lot of drugs around the sure. area that, that he grew up in and everything. And to his credit, uh, he's been on the straight and narrow and – the thing that I loved about him as much as he was so instinctive and fast as a linebacker at Florida State. Yeah. But it was, he reminded me personality wise and leadership wise of a Michael Irvin. I oh, mean, his confidence uh, level was, un- was off yeah. the charts. And that is what this Jacksonville team has. Uh, they've got such a brashness with him. about yeah. them. Yeah. That's the, right. The corner is there. Right. He's the guy that gets them going. There's and, no doubt and about it, that. You know, and it 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 uh, is contagious to other players on the team. You know, Barry Church gets there, and within a month, he's talking about. Uh, remember last year, he's talking about that uh, Jacksonville had more was, talent. He was than right. What the Cowboys he was absolutely had. Right. That's right. There's a couple of former Cowboys. With you talk about Church, but Tyler. Patman also plays as the nickel. So keep an eye on that a little matchup. But uh, whoever gets the hot hand, if any of these Cowboy receivers happen to get a little bit of a hot hand, 
get ready for Jalen Ramsey to come walking over there and take that. So you got to find ways to attack these guys. Maybe stay away from Ramsey as much as you can, but some of the guys, other guys, are going to have to step up and make some plays. But so it's it's difficult for them pre-game to figure out who the Cowboys' go-to receiver is. So he probably would just start on the left side, and then as things transpire, he's going to move. Yeah, he's going to yeah. move. You're going to find him on the right side, left side. You're going to find him in the slot too. They'll just move him around to to try and take away your best guy. Well, who, who, then who are they going to choose? Well, that's what I'm saying. They, Which receiver? Whoever, whoever your guy gets hot, yeah. they, they won't start. They won't start. If Beasley gets hot all of a sudden against Patman, then they'll they'll kick they'll kick that guy inside and play we've him. Been, on we've been waiting five games for one of them to get hot. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that that is a that is a question that they that's have right. to ask. I mean, obviously, there's teams that go into game plans feeling like, okay, if, who do you need to take away? Well, last year you took away Cole Beasley. Look what happened to him. Mm-hmm. They implode offensively when they don't they don't have anybody to throw the football. To I them. bet they move him to Tavon Austin. Whatever Tavon Austin gets in to kind of try to counter his speed because they did that on on Tyreek Hill yeah. right yeah uh it seemed like they matched him up every time and he wasn't in man coverage every time either yeah. he backed off and played so I'm saying off. you got to take advantage when they get in zone you just got to you just got to make that throw and make it quick you know and try and get your 6 7 yards and then Keep moving along. And don't run a 13-yard curl route, okay? Yeah. And by the way, remind me tomorrow, I've got a comparison to make between this current Cowboys team and the Kansas City Chiefs offense. But we're out of time on Already? this edition what a tease. of oh, Talking Cowboys. We will be back for a fabulous Football Friday edition where we'll dive deeper into these Jacksonville Jaguars. Jason Garrett next. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!